0: What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Grind Podcast where I talk about hunting, entrepreneurship, entre- p- 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 and the daily grind, what it takes to earn success. I'm your host, Muley Freak Eric. We've got Muley Freak Aaron here, and we got Pistol P Tom, the perv. I always wonder what you're going to say, but it usually ends with perv. If you weren't such a little perv, just kidding. All right, what are we going to talk about today? Well, Cruising the internet
1: or what? That's always current events. The some current events again, just because there's there are some cool things that happen in Utah. So I'm sure that gives it away. Yeah, that's um, gonna give it away. But I thought we might as well talk about Let's it. Let's talk about it's, it. it's still pretty cool. So Wolverine was captured, collared, and released in Utah. First ever collared Wolverine. Yep, in Utah. In Utah. And so some little details on it there's only been eight confirmed sightings in utah since 1979 what is a confirmed sighting i just want to ask this you had to
0: you have to have a witness no 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 no, no. No, no, no. you don't you don't have to have a witness you have to have proof you have to have proof proof. that's a video or a photo yeah it's like if it's like when peyton says "I, i saw a 200 inch buck and you're like Where's a picture of it? Yeah, like, oh, exactly. I don't, I don't have one. <laughs> yeah, then you don't believe them. You don't exactly. believe them. Okay, because here's the thing, and I've told you two, you two know the story, but I'm going to tell the people listening to the <laughs> Grind Podcast.
1: All right, let's I it. saw
0: Wolverine in the cache five or six years ago.
1: It's a good place for him to hide.
0: Blacksmith Fork Canyon. I'm in there, kind of discovering an area, learning an area, exploring. I look up on the hillside. I'm like, what the heck is that? That thing's like looks like a bear, but I'm like, it's running like a skunk. <laughs> and I threw my car in park, got in the back seat, and grabbed my spotter and by the time I put my spotter up, he was gone in the brush and I thought to myself i 've never seen that animal before, <laughs> like almost like there was a monkey running around in the cache like that 's how confused my mind was <laughs> like what is, what is a what is an orangutan doing?" Like, it was that bizarre. And then it dawned on me. It wasn't like, oh, there's a wolverine running on the hillside. It was like, then it dawned on me, that was a freaking wolverine. And then a few weeks later, um, one got hit just not far from there in Bear Lake, which is a hop, skip, and a jump from Blacksmith Fort Canyon. I don't know if it was the same wolverine. But I'm like, oh, my gosh, it was a freaking wolverine I saw that day. I wouldn't be surprised. Isn't that crazy? I don't, I don't. It's not like I come home with hunting stories. Where you're like, you guys are never going to believe this. Oh, what what bull, what BS stories Eric going to tell? It's not. <laughs> I don't tell these hocus pocus. I saw Sasquatch stories very often. I'm just saying it's not confirmed. Yeah, I know. No, nope, but do you nope believe proof. me? Do you? Okay, so do you believe me? <laughs> I think it is a possibility. Yeah. yeah. There was one literally ran over. I have bad. I, I always see badgers up there. There's a lot of badgers. This thing was big and it had way more hair and it was dark. It, it didn't have that silver coloring like a badger. And it was on a steep But I, I believe it could have been. Yeah. yeah. I I, I really think it was. I really do. But Yeah. Who it knows? I'll never know. I, I needed right. a split second to get the spotter on there. A split second. I never would have got a phone scope on there to record it. I just needed a split second. It definitely could have been. Yeah. And it's not like I see crazy stuff all the time. I mean, I've seen a handful of lions. Obviously, I hunt a lot of bears, so I see bears. I've only seen a couple of bobcats ever. And so I don't know. Where have you you've seen a couple lions, huh? Yeah. You saw couple. one with Nick fishing or yeah. something? Nick fishing for beaver. He That's was hunting. Pretty crazy. He was hunting beaver on a beaver creek. Um I seen that one. I seen one in Oregon crossing the road. I've seen obviously the two I killed in a tree, but those I feel like those don't really count. I saw that one with Josh down in the oh, desert.
1: Oh yeah. That's Arizona good.
0: climbing rocks, climbing those steep cliffs. You Peyton, you yeah. were there. Remember that? Yeah, he's right we where saw the coos one. deer were. Yeah, he was chasing coos deer. We saw the one bobcat me. Actually, you weren't there just barely with Josh when I was down there with him again. Uh, saw that bobcat. Um, trying to think of any other lions I've seen. You saw the one on your general season deer hunt. I've seen two. in burn bucks. You saw the one you missed. Yeah. Is Those that, are the it, only two I've uh, seen. And you saw them both last year. Yeah, both last year. I've never, I don't, I think that's the only lions I've seen. I've seen two wolves. I saw a wolf hunting black bear with uh,
1: Wyatt last year. Remember, painting? Oh, yeah, I'm like, oh, what's that? That white thing that just ran. I didn't see it, but but, but remember it. me? I'm like, it well, looked like a giant. On that trail too, we saw dog. wolf tracks the whole entire time. Yeah, we saw it. wolf tracks the whole entire time. So I saw a white wolf that trip. I actually saw that
0: thing. It had to have been a white wolf. There's no ifs ands or buts about it. In the middle of base and clear, ten miles in, like it was a white wolf. That's and crazy. Tracks. I saw that. I saw a wolf one time with Grandpa Chug headed to Montana deer hunting across the road right in front of the Gallatin. Huh, that's wild. Yeah, big, big silver wolf. I've seen one wolf, Canada, Oh, going bear hunting huh. across the highway, white one. Oh, that's cool. That's the only one I've ever seen. Um, Never a wolverine, but that was definitely a wolverine I saw on the cache that day. Okay, so I go to the gym. There's a guy I talked to there. It turns out um, he's a DWR biologist. And he goes, Eric, you're never going to believe this. And he pulls out his phone and he shows me a picture. I'm like... He was I'm like, were you there? He's like, yeah, I was, I was the one that set the traps and caught it. So he went through his phone and showed me the Wolverine that he'd caught the day before. He's like, I was like, we just posted that because we're an official uh, media partner of the Utah DWR. And so we get updates and emails and, and whatnot. We try to share the, the good word on what the Utah DWR is doing and biologists and, and whatnot. And anyway, uh, that Wolverine killed slash wounded 19 sheep. And what they did is they took all but three sheep and lined the traps with them. I think they set out three or four of those cylinder traps. I'm not sure. They yeah,
1: they that. set out two of them. They just used hindquarters from the
0: the sheep. The sheep. Yeah. yeah. And he came back to
1: eat on those sheep and they caught the little sucker. <laughs> it says in the article that they're kind of worried since there had been so many people in there and a plane flying over. Because that's yeah. how they saw it was a. Uh, yeah, they uh, wildlife services was flying a plane doing this livestock life, livestock inspection and noticed all the dead sheep and got in closer and saw the wolverine running away. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that's He's pretty funny. D- yeah, shoot, it, it's, he called DNR and yeah, he, they were surprised they caught him in the story just because yeah. so much activity.
0: Well, Rich was telling me that he had set out thirty traps over the years and never and trying to catch Wolverine specifically where he knew they were in an area. He's never caught him. He's never caught him. He told me, he's like, this is probably the only time I'll ever catch Wolverine. That's crazy. And does
1: say Utah is the very Southern edge of the Wolverine range in the U S. So, yeah,
0: I think they make a circle. He was telling me they make a circle, Idaho, Wyoming, Utah, Idaho, Wyoming, Utah. And they just come in kind of through the corner of Utah. Probably don't stay long, hit the UNS. Um, but they weighed him. He was 28 pounds.
1: Yeah, 28 pounds, 41 inches long, it says. Yeah, That's, like, I, that's like my dog, Owen.
0: Yeah, I know raccoons
1: bigger than that. Yeah. It's kind it's, of It's, it's not very really big, but he killed 18 sheep, which is crazy. They're crazy. They're, Ferocious yeah. little bugger. <laughs> Ferocious. Well, they'll fight
0: brown bears. Well, you know what was interesting? There was one guy that was like, oh, that seems pretty far-fetched for a 28-pound wolverine to kill 19 sheep. Oh, yeah, there was a bunch of people that said that. Yeah, and I told Rich, the biologist, that, and uh, he's like, uh... Those little things will kill a full-grown moose. I said, what? Really? (laughs) He told me a story of a convention he went to, and he was um, talking to another biologist from Michigan who had video footage of this wolverine getting down, jumping on this moose, tearing its face up in its throat, Moose knocking it off, trying to stomp it. Little critter avoids the moose hooves, gets back on and repeats the same process until it wore the moose out and eventually <laughs> killed a full grown moose, a wolverine. <laughs> so, you don't think it could kill 19 sheep? Course I mean, they, what of do course sheep even do? They're
1: they're just sitting oh, around. The sheep, oh yeah, yeah. They, they're <laughs> the poor suckers. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> they're, just, they're just waiting to get. He probably just clawed. went from one to another oh, yeah. to you're having so much fun. I bet <laughs> he was
0: kind of a cute little sucker from the side, and then yeah, yeah, and then he growled, and you're like, oh, he's kind of <laughs> he looks mean. <laughs> so one of them came through my backyard, ish, within ten, within five to ten miles of my home, last summer. Yeah, I remember that. And didn't they, a ring doorbell get it or something like yeah, that? Yeah, I think a doorbell got it. Yeah, they going also through had, garbage or something. Yeah, I think they I had some weird tracks in my uh, out by my garbage in the snow. I was like, "What is this?" Anyway, they found him. They found him a short time later. But anyway, um, my point is, Rich thinks it's the same. They don't know for sure, but they think it's the same Wolverine. Hmm. That's wild. And I said. So you mean to tell me he went through all the roads, city streets, highways, all yeah, the way over the interstate? interstate he's going he's all going through the over interstate, interstate and didn't get crushed? He's like, that's what we think. And then the one <laughs> five, six years ago got ran over in Bear Lake.
1: he's on the move, huh? That's crazy. Yeah,
0: and he said that little sucker's going 14 miles a day right now on the wildlife tracker. <laughs> 14 miles I wonder miles what his goal is. Where is he
1: going? <laughs> I don't know. He's
0: falling his little nose. Yeah, he's falling <laughs> in his, his instincts. He's following his little nose, his instincts, and, man, what awesome little creatures. Well, oh, I
1: wonder, because it said, so last year, it said four of the sightings out of the eight confirmed were all last year in yeah. 2021. So maybe they're all him just yeah. <laughs> well, we'll, know,
0: we'll know for sure now. Yeah. Think how many fawns he could kill in a day. If he kills 18 sheep, luckily there's not very many of them <laughs> in Utah. <laughs> think, think if we had a bunch of them. Free. Oh, yeah. He'd kill four in a day. He'd kill eight in a day. <laughs> <laughs> if he could find him, especially for how much he moves, he'd probably just running into him. Oh, good thing he wasn't
1: where I was shed hunting the other day. There was plenty of calves and fawns for him to get to. All all tired out. Was there on the cache? Probably close to where you saw your one i went shed hunting up there oh really so then in the back of my mind i had my dog with me i was like well i hope wolverine isn't wandering around and tears <laughs> my dog up
0: that wolverine would kill <laughs> your dog in two seconds oh yeah
1: and my, my dog is a little curious so when i was walking around i was like i'm, I'm sure there's not a Wolverine." if they can kill there. a full-grown moose imagine what a wolverine could do to you oh yeah i would be a little worried i guess if you ran into one you <laughs> could chop your achilles tendons off yeah, you'd need And then a...
0: slowly just chomp your nose off and you're <laughs> eating <broke>. you alive. <laughs> I was watching these hyenas the other day. N- Nature is Metalist Instagram page. I was watching these hyenas that were attacking this uh, full-grown zebra. And the, the zebra was too strong. They they cut its Achilles. And that the zebra couldn't even move its back end. That's it was like just on the back. And it was like these hyenas were just like slowly eating this uh, zebra because they'd taken his Achilles out. <laughs> Jeez, if I was a buck, I'd want to get shot by a hunter all day long. <laughs> I'd want to go all by a hunter or, or a lion. Yeah. At least a lion's going to kill you first. Yeah, but they might eat you while you're alive. For No, they no, usually... bears, yeah, bears they typically usually like do to, that. Jeez, those African predators are nasty, though. They're mean, huh? Yeah, You always see videos of them eating prey alive while they're still yeah. alive. They're bears, wolves. too. Bears do it, too. I'd hate to be an elk. Yeah. Wolf country. That'd be terrible. Or... Or in uh, an elk in grizzly country, yeah. Ugh.
1: Well, you I know. think it, going back to um, when we were when you saw the wolves last year, Wyatt was telling us the elk don't even bugle because yeah. they're scared of the wolves. Because yeah. if they bugle, the wolves are on them. They, yeah, get, they get excited.
0: He said that he, when he's in the thick timber calling bulls, that he said he'll get surrounded by wolves.
1: It's more of just yeah. If you want a wolf hunt, you yeah. use your bugles, not yeah. for elk.
0: <laughs> and you know what's crazy? Hunting with bow in Colorado. Like we're having bears on our kills, same day if not next day, black bears. Yeah. Like that's how quick that's happening, so it's not totally unbelievable to kill an elk or be calling an elk and be surrounded by wolves. Right. It just takes the right area and the the right ratio of.
1: Well, you shot prey to that predator. one elk that we were tracking, and there was a coyote already on the blood trail.
0: Yeah, yeah. So yeah. It's,
1: it's crazy how predators just...
0: and we bumped in. We could have smoked him. And I could have smoked him if I didn't want to oh, spook yeah. that what out. Was he
1: five, ten yards yeah, away I from us? No from idea where We were sitting were, there. Finally, was, smelt us. <laughs> but yeah. you kind of... Yeah, that was. Yeah, it's crazy what those all those predators.
0: Yeah, definitely. Hey, what else you got on that topic of wolverines?
1: Um, I mean, you kind of covered a lot. All he, all the sheep he killed. They set some traps to catch him um they said like this is really vital information because they've never been able to collar one so they'll get a lot of gps data to see what its home range is and what different habitats he goes through throughout the year um yeah but we pretty much covered it. it's just i just thought it was interesting everyone's kind of talking about it but yeah no often, it's yeah, definitely cool for I one think, to get collared. so I wonder,
0: I wonder if he's like man what's on my neck yeah. <laughs> get
1: get adjusted. I can't to ima- that. I
0: can't imagine Wolverine not being able to get one of those off. I would feel like he could get something off. Must be Yeah, I don't know. It's got to be a tough little collar maybe and maybe done up like, Man, right. this neck warmer's nice. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, some of the yeah, some of the elk I saw the other day, they they had been collared too. Hmm. And so I wonder how that is for them hmm. But who knows? Um so the next story we'll move over to the neighboring state of Wyoming. I don't know if you guys heard about this. Um well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold All that right. thought
0: real quick. So when I was talking to Rich, the biologist at the gym, he also was telling me about, I said, you know what would be really cool is if grizzlies came here. And you know what he said? He, he's like, I don't know if anyone anywhere could support grizzlies. And I'm like, well, the cash could potentially. And that's where the last known grizzly was, old Ephraim, right, was killed in the 1930s. Mm-hmm. And, then I, and he's like, well, yeah, the UNS could probably house grizzlies too. He says, you know what? He said, Wyoming game and fish had a grizzly within 19 miles of our Utah border. All that grizzly would have to do is go across that desert 19 miles to be in the high U.N.S., and he'd be in Utah. I was like, you're kidding me. He's like, it wouldn't be much for him to get over here.
1: Take a day, day yeah. or two to get if over he, here. If he
0: wanted to. I'll it would, it would take him just getting some crazy hair and coming over, and all of a sudden we have grizzlies in the U.N.S. Yeah, that
1: would be wild. Wouldn't that be cool? Eh, but not cool. <laughs> yeah, but not cool. Then it's kind of more spooky than when you're out. Yeah, hunting. that would be
0: spooky. Hunters would throw a fit about that because
1: the U N is oh, yeah. thick. Well, think of like Montana. All the there's always grizzly attacks yeah. there. On during, elk season, yeah, during elk season, yeah, during elk season they're calling elk. Yeah, so you know you got to. It's just something else to kind of worry yeah. about because it's nice being able to go out hunting and not yeah. not to worry about something attacking you. Yeah. I guess we have cougars, but they don't really. Yeah, there's not really. We have mount, You get attacked by cougars. Yeah, are we're, we're more, con- we're more concerned about lions. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but no, seriously, Clint. Clint. I, so I told Clint that story. Clint is our cousin. who's a federal biologist um, for rangelands, and he's like, you know what? Grizzlies used to live on the on the desert and the ranges. So he's like, that'd be really neat if we got those back. And you know what? I don't really want to hunt around grizzlies, but I'm I, I am going to say it would be pretty cool to have them back. Yeah, it would. where they where they once were before men came in. Yeah. Right? I read a quote by somebody. I can't remember who it is. I'd have to look it up. But he said, "He said we're not ready just as a as a group of people right now. We're not ready for Grizzlies to be back. That's what he said. In and Utah or, yeah, in or Utah. just in the West? Yeah, I, I don't know if he's talking about Utah. But he just says, as a people, we're not, we're not ready for them to be back full bore. I think we're getting close, though. Yeah. And he, yeah, I don't know exactly what he's referring to. There wasn't more context to it. But he just said, like, as a people, we're not we're not there yet. You know, You know. I don't think predators are our main problem. I think encroachment in this state is the main oh, problem. Oh, yeah. Us, for sure. <laughs> us building houses on their winter, winter rangelands. And then us... <laughs> highways cutting off their... Uh, yep, exactly. The routes and-, and... And whacking them with our cars as they're trying to get oh, to their yeah. wintering grounds and, and everything else. It's In this state, to me, it's us taking their migration patterns away from them and their wintering... Grounds yeah. away from them. We're for sure more of the problem than yeah. anything. And then, But then you compound maybe some predator populations out of whack, and then all of a sudden it's like, where's our deer? Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. And the reason why deer and elk hunting are so important is because those are the conservation dollars that fund yeah. um, the well-being of these animals. So it's important that we keep those numbers up because we want people hunting them, which in turn provides jobs, state jobs, all these things. So anyway – Back to your, not to get off on the grizzly bear tangent, but I kind of wanted to share that because I thought that was really interesting.
1: Well, we can still, we can use that to transition over still. So Wyoming has released an app now that you can claim roadkill that's been hit, make it easy. I don't know if you guys heard about that. So it's part of their, in their transportation app they did. So you can get on there, there's certain steps you follow and you can uh, claim deer, elk, moose, bison, turkey. You just have to document it through the app. Hmm. Um, but the, one of the rules is you can't collect roadkill after dark along interstates or construction zones zones for safety reasons. So I thought this was interesting because what if someone just sees a deer on the side of the road, a buck, because they're saying you can keep everything. Um, antlers? You can, which includes antlers and hides. So, which is, okay, so... Yeah, I I kind of have a problem with this, this and it's it's new. So like some states have always had the roadkill thing. Utah, Alaska, you, you can. You're on a waiting list.
0: If if a moose gets whacked and say Homer, then these families get on lists and they can go and so collect. So these the are moose.
1: separate tags from your hunting tag.
0: These this, I don't even think they're tags. No, are this right? is
1: like there's an app. Say something's has been hit on the side of the road. So the story was, I think someone had hit a. Uh, Doe driving up to go skiing, and they, he remembered the new rule. he downloaded the app while they're on the ski lift, claimed it when they're coming back off the ski mountain got the doe put it in the back of his truck, him and his wife, the one they'd hit earlier. he hit it they'd hit it in our yeah. Subaru or something, and they came back and got it because you can just claim it through the app as yeah. long as you document it and
0: everything uh, yeah i I don't know. I could just see people purposely hitting these things. yeah, it's an incentive in claiming insurance I, I there's a giant buck in the middle of the road. 220 buck. A guy's going to hammer that thing so he can keep it. Yeah. Jacked up truck with a nice and grill and, and he's yeah.
1: like, this ain't going to do nothing to my truck. I'm going for it." Oh yeah, that that that's what my concern was. Like, why, yeah, what would stop people from from doing that? Yeah, you're incentivizing people to In a lot of states you can collect it, but you have to turn in the the antlers and stuff. Yeah, I, or, I, or you have to have
0: a tag. You can put your yeah. tag on it. I know there are a couple states will do yeah. that. I would be a proponent of you can't keep the antlers. I know in this state, if something dies, a buck or a bull, the antlers are cut off because I think the DWR comes right away and yeah. takes it to to eliminate this problem. Yeah. yeah,
1: I think they'll donate the meat or some people. I don't think if you hit it in Utah, you can take the meat. Yeah, no, you so can't. If, I'm all yeah. about the meat being salvaged though. Instead, yeah, they, they'll usually crows try to donate it if they can. It. They'll call someone because my dad, he was a state. Uh, State cup and they hit a moose once and he gutted it up for them so they could donate it. Oh, he said that was not fun cutting cutting, cutting up a moose. But right. I know they they'll try to donate what meat they can here. But but I, I think, think that's it's, pretty neat to be able to use the animal. Yeah, so it doesn't go to waste. So I yeah. I think that's what Wyoming's trying to make it so you can use the animals. It said at least six thousand animals are killed each year on Wyoming roads. Hmm. So they're, they're trying to use it. So when you put it you know, on the app, you're geotagging the area. And I think they're also trying to collect the data so they can try to make more like underpasses or like transportation zones for the animals. Which I think that's great. So they can collect data for where the animals are getting hit so they can help reduce it in the following years. But I just think, yeah, right now they might have a problem with people. Oh, I'll just hit that deer with my my truck.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, I know that Wyoming's having issues with their inner range and deer just not making it back. And I think that would... Some of this data would help them solve yeah. and see what's actually going on. And I think road systems is a major, major problem, yeah. along with building buildings and houses on their winter ranges. Yeah. Well, and it goes back to I. I think that's cool. It's like a scatter plot. So you're seeing, you know, you're geotagging them, so you know where the majority are getting hit. Okay, we put an underpass here. That's cool.
1: Yeah. So there's there's definitely benefits to it. So less are getting hit, but. I think that's – I just. I don't know. It's an interesting topic, so we'll have to see what comes from it. We might hear a story in a couple months and a 200-inch buck was – Gunned down. Was hit by – (laughs) yeah. Drove down. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. Gunned down with a Prius. (laughs) With the Prius. (laughs) Hopefully people
0: aren't stupid enough to try to hit something. I mean – I know. Because think of
1: what could happen. You could crash your car.
0: Well, I know a story of Parley's Canyon probably eight years ago where – um, and I don't mean to be insensitive, but a, a loan officer was headed down on Foothill Drive and never made it to work because they hit a moose and died. Oh, really? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, you can. De- that's definitely hitting animals, too. People can yeah. take your head right moose. off a tall moose in a oh, small yeah. car. You know, oh,
0: Yeah. that's dangerous. Yeah. Moose and elk.
1: Those are dangerous. to hit. They're
0: heavy animals. You know, six to a thousand pounds. Tall.
1: Yep. Tall. Go through the windshield. Yep. Or people swerve. I know like in Logan Canyon people swerve going to the river and then they'll get injured or can die from that yeah so usually I've always been told you want to hit the animal rather than swerve unless it's really big but I don't know because if you swerve you can crash your car worse and there's a bigger chance a God. higher chance of dying yeah. I,
0: I would think hitting a bear like a big bear be like hitting the c- cement cinder block 400 hundred <laughs> pound cinder block
1: it, it probably like one I, of
0: those big bears you know what I mean
1: probably wouldn't feel nice. But at least he
0: wouldn't go up over the windshield, probably, unless you hit him perfect. Lower. (laughs) You'd probably drive him into the asphalt. (laughs) Yeah. He might go on the hood, but I don't think he's going through the windshield. Yeah, I don't think so either. Anyway. Okay. Well, those are our news stories for today. Hey, I just saw um, one other news story real quick. I saw Washington. They put it back. The black bear hunting threw another vote, and it got turned down again so it got turned down again Yeah, so controlled hunts are a no-go and they're there they would start here in a couple weeks so no no bear hunting this year only yeah uh, yeah i mean indefinitely how did it not get how they did a re-vote and it still didn't get voted
1: through?
0: Yeah. crazy bs so no no bear hunting in washington what what was the reasoning for taking it away oh i don't know just huh I, I mean, I I don't know the details, but I mean, it's just. But they're going after Colorado lion hunting and yeah, in and Arizona's too. Where, it's what it's, it's been all there. over. It's seemed like states. I think Arizona still that one didn't pass, so you can still hunt lions in Arizona. Oh. But they I don't know about Colorado. I haven't I haven't looked, but yeah, it's crazy. Seems like there's a lot of this going on. This is scary. scary. If
1: they take away bear hunting, what what will they take well, away next? You know? Well, here's
0: here's the thing is this is what government does get you to wear a mask slowly take your freedoms away it's no different than yeah. taking away bear yeah. hunting or mountain lion hunting and what are they going to come after next when you give in to that small freedom taken away you get you get that agency taken away from you oh, yeah. and they they give you an inch and they it just becomes a foot then it becomes 3 feet and then it becomes 10 feet and then it becomes a mile what did biden That's why you the can't allow day. it
1: well the deer don't wear Kevlar vest he said <laughs> oh yeah. yeah so what do you need a round magazine <laughs> yeah so
0: it's they slowly take away these freedoms and whether it's mask wearing or not going out in public or not celebrating holidays or the 4th of July with your family or not going bear hunting yeah Washington crazy. bear populations are insane yeah especially on that coast there's a two bear bag limit in Washington for a reason you know what I'm saying this just kind of upsets me a little bit and it's just it's just important that people realize this, that you're getting your freedoms taken away. You've gotta fight for your stupid freedoms. Well,
1: it's like the people voting for it to be taken away probably have never hunted. No. It's coming from the bigger cities where they don't really understand it. So there's there's like a whole what is being taught to people is a little backwards where they think hunting's bad and then how where they're getting their meat from. It's the whole logic of it. They don't they don't really understand what they're doing. No, is a lot of it too which is which is the annoying part because how do you even how do you even fix that so yeah it's too bad yeah
0: yeah there it is there there won't be a spring black bear hunt in washington last week the washington fish and wildlife commission voted against holding the limited entry hunt in a four to five vote but there is still going to be a fall hunt no i'm i'm almost positive there won't be It says last November, the commission tied during their vote on the controversial hunt, which resulted in a temporary hold on the hunt as there weren't enough council members to avoid that from happening. Since then, Governor Inslee added three to the citizen panel to ensure that there's enough council members for a legitimate vote.
1: Three (laughs) citizens, huh? It's like what Idaho did a couple years ago with COVID. They You couldn't travel across state lines to hunt, remember, until you couldn't oh, go bear yeah. hunting? Oh, yeah. Do you
0: remember when they tried to do that to us? That's
1: right. Well, you guys couldn't go, could you? No. No. Yeah. Only residents could hunt that year for bears. Yeah, bear. that
0: was insane. I forgot they did that. Like,
1: you couldn't even go fishing. I remember I had bought in my license and stuff right before, so I could have if I wanted to. But my friend was trying to buy his fishing tag. He couldn't go Covid, you couldn't do anything besides go outside anyway if you wanted to. But then they're like, "Oh, you can't come across state lines." So he's like, "Well, I can't even go fishing over there now." <laughs> so it's yeah. like, "Yeah, the thing they'll they'll take things away, and there's nothing you can do That's about the problem. it." Problem.
0: That's why you can't allow it. You can't yeah. allow it as citizens and hunters. You've got to stand up for what you feel and believe is right, especially when they try to take things away. So,
1: yeah. um, what's next? So then that was the news stories. I don't know. Aaron's reading on that. So if he has any more updates on it, um. We're going to go with some like trending like questions you kind of have right now. So shed hunting is a big topic and people want to know if you have any tips for shed hunting. People want to know that. The guy, they wanna the know guy if, that doesn't ever shed hunt, but do you guys have any tips for him? <laughs> Are you guys so, shedicated? So let me, let me tell you what I
0: think about shed hunting. I think it's a trendy thing. I think it's a like, I want to be cool. So I'm going to shed hunt thing. I don't think it's ingrained in a lot of these people's blood to be shed hunters. So, um, I got to poke a little bit of fun at them because they're just doing the cool kid thing. Just to like, if I were to like tease them a little bit. And then I would also say the guys that have been shed hunting forever, I think it's cool. Good for them. Um, I also think that if you don't like other people's shed hunting, then you shouldn't talk so much about it. and Make so much public posts. If you don't want animals Uh, knowing they're dropping their, their antlers. Look, I I think good, I think shed hunting is good and bad. I think it's good because it gets people outdoors. It brings family and friends together. It gives you exercise, gets you into the outdoors and so on and so forth. But I think there's also bad with it in the sense that um, people are abusing um, and harassing these animals where they're in their most vulnerable states of the year, low on fat content, low on feed. They're just, trying not to freeze through the night because it's so cold. The snow's so deep and they're going and running their Ford F one fifties and chasing them around. Yeah, we the winter watched, we watched, we that. literally watched that happen. And Aaron and I just talked to Devin Christensen, the Utah DWR here who, who's over kind of the North North division here. And he talked about how these guys are setting up shed antler traps. They're literally putting wire in these corridors where these animals travel, and they're trying to knock their antlers off, and if the bucks aren't ready, they're getting tangled and dying. So they're putting hay. He said they're putting hay and corn and stuff to get them in. So they're hoping they'll come and then it'll knock it, knock it, off. Knock it off, but they're just getting tangled, and then the bucks die. I, I haven't heard of that one. That, yeah, it was new yeah, to that, us. It's a big thing yeah. back east, but it's they're starting to pick up on it over here. It's mm. totally yeah. illegal, Devin says. It's like... The, the lengths at which these people are going to collect these sheds is, <laughs> in, it's, in my, is, is in my opinion, crazy. is disgusting. Yeah. You want, it, are you doing it because you want the big antler? Are you doing it because you want the attention on Instagram? Uh, both both are wrong, in my opinion. And I've seen guys running animals down in the winter range. And it, it's, Yeah, there's like three guys in the back of the truck. It's and terrible. They were going 100 miles an hour on the winter range chasing these deer trying to
1: get their antlers to fall off yeah
0: trying to get them to run in and so that they'll knock them off yeah yeah i was just saying yeah a
1: lot of those places they don't have it's like one wintering range and if you have access to it those deer are gonna start running all over yeah so i guess that's good about utah is they close a lot of the winter ranges that they know about but there's still plenty of places yeah there's still plenty of places do you think utah will ever make it so you can't shed hunt until a certain date because right now you can get that certificate and go before, as long as it's not on a, on a WMA. Yeah, but do you but think, yeah, I do you think, think they'll one restrict day, it. On, I think yeah on everything.
0: I think so. I think it should be Wyoming yeah. does right. Yeah, Wyoming, Nevada.
1: I think does Idaho. Not sure who
0: else? No, no, I don't think Idaho does. But for sure, Nevada and Wyoming. Look, I I just think that it just takes a few people to ruin um, things, activities for people, and I think that. You know, shed hunters have ruined this.
1: Well, it's um, like trail cams. Everyone put their trail cams or putting them in one water spot, harassing the animals, so they, they're taking it away. So, know. now it, it might happen next with shed hunting, I guess.
0: Yeah, I I could definitely see them just saying, hey, you know what? No more shed hunting. No more. If you're in the field, you bump into one, great. No more shed hunting activities. Yeah.
1: Until, uh, like a certain to,
0: date. Yeah, they'd have to do it to where it'd be cut off at a certain date, or you can't start till May, or... Whatever, but I found all my best sheds hunting. Same. So. Yeah. We're Obviously, if you know us, we're chasing bears in the spring. We'll pick up sheds if we see them. But, uh, yeah, I I don't know. I just don't think it's a great thing for the animals. So shed hunting tips, don't go until it's burned off more. Um, Give the animals a fighting chance. If you guys are babysitting animals while they're still in uh, six feet of snow, in my opinion, shame on you. Uh I don't think you should be doing that. Yeah. I know an OG hunter, shed hunter, and I just talked to him the other day. He had uh, five sheds spotted and there's a group of like six bulls all around him and he got out of there. So he'll go back, you know, in a couple weeks and as long as he's not harassing animals. Yeah. I Which mean, that's... I, I, I think it's fine, but most people don't have the discipline to be that responsible. Right. Yeah. And... But that's what I mean. You're talking about the people that are doing it for Instagram fame and stuff, but the OG hunters, I mean... Yeah. You know, there's, there's guys that have been doing it since they were, you know, could walk and they, most of them are very respectful. Yeah. And hats off to those guys.
1: Yeah. There's people that know how to do it, right?
0: So, um, tips, my tips would be wait, just wait. If you really want to get in shed hunting, I'm I'm, I'm not trying to cast a, uh, a bad light on all shed hunters. I'm not saying this is a stereotypical shed hunter. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying what I've seen and personally witnessed, but, you know, wait till it's later in the year and then uh, go pick an area where you think there's game and then go hit it and have fun. You know, that that's my advice. If
1: it's, you go too early, you're just harassing the animals and you're not even going to find anything. Yeah. You might get lucky and find a deer shed or something. Right. But a lot of the times the elk don't shed until April later. It does, I guess it depends on each year, but a lot they shed at different times. So the longer you wait, the more there's going to be falling off. So this is another kind of question I've seen. Um and you, I don't know if you'd answered this, but best advice for someone trying to get into hunting for new hunters?
0: Um, I, I think I answered this on Instagram stories. Um, I, I thought you might. But, but it doesn't matter. We can yeah, tell I,
1: I kind of wanted to go into it a little more.
0: My, my thing is to find uh, my advice is to find a personal mentor that's local. Okay. So, like uh, an, an elder or something in the neighborhood or, you know, someone in your local church or that you, you know, s- Somewhere close that you can go hang out maybe uh shadow in the field and then also pick an online mentor like a youtube channel or, or someone you look up to and admire their body of work and then learn from them that that's my best advice honestly um you know maybe we should do an e series ebook series or something on download something if you're a brand new hunter and teach but um that that'd be my advice I don't know what do you think yeah I think that's the best way is just find somebody that you enjoy being with and that's a good person and go out with them. Yeah. That that, that would be, it's about friendship too. Yeah. Find that's why I say go, go someone that you enjoy being with. Cause then it's enjoyable. Not someone that's a jerk and all about themselves. And
1: you kind of have the experience this year with your brother-in-law getting his first buck. Yeah, Kinda. I mean, you've gone with him before, but that was his first deer he got, so he's still like a relatively yeah. It was the only second hunter.
0: second time hunting ever. You yeah. Know?
1: So how how did he got into it? Probably by asking you, seeing right because yeah. seeing oh Aaron's always hunting. Oh yeah, Sounds about cool. four
0: years ago, I'm like, hey, do you do you have your hunter safety? He's like, yeah. I was like, well, let's at least start putting you in for points. And he's yeah. like, huh, okay. Yeah. A lot of times they just need that person to kind of step them through the process. Yeah. I mean, I had to. You know, I didn't know how all this stuff worked and. It, you know, about units and tactics and honestly, I haven't learned how to really, really hunt and learned about the wildlife until the last 10, 12 years, to be honest. I mean, I hunted, always always was a hunter, but I didn't really have the knowledge that I do now. And I think it takes someone who really knows it to teach it. You can learn some of it, obviously, on your own, but it's better to learn from someone who has a little bit more experience.
1: Yeah. Well, there's a lot to look into for like putting in for tags. When you have to buy them, application seasons. Because I helped my friend this year. He told me he wants to get his first deer. He wants some deer meat. And he's like, "Well, how do I even?" I was like, "Well, you gotta apply." He's like, "I just can't buy a tag." It's like, "No, you have to. You have to put in for it. You have to do this and that." And he's like, "Oh, okay." So you do need like a someone to teach you kind of yeah. how to. And then there's Death processing
0: story. the animal and cooking, oh, a, yeah. cooking
1: the animal, all those things. So Cause if you're going out there by yourself and you shoot a deer and you have no idea how to take care of it, it's it's not going to be a fun experience for you. Well there's
0: all. there's these people from California that had moved to Boise, obviously there's a lot of people from California moving to Boise. They were hunting elk and they saw something through the brush and they shot it. Did you guys hear this story? They shot a bighorn sheep with their elk tags. Oh You're my goodness. Yeah, so the Idaho Fish and Game published this article about how know before you go, do your research, know the difference between animals <laughs> so that you don't shoot a sheep with your elk. T- <laughs> that, <laughs> I that, hate to la- not laugh that's like but a like big mess up. Yeah, you know yeah. you sh- that's that's like prison time. Could be. I mean That's bad. Yeah. You you don't want to make that mistake and, and obviously They're not going to put you in jail for shooting the wrong animal, especially if it's your first hunt, but do some research before you go. (laughs) (laughs) That's crazy. Oh, uh, you could talk about, this is the other one that I was thinking of Wyoming. There's changes how their 90% of tag allocation is going for trophy species. Yeah. is going to, yeah. So Wyoming changed it to 90, 10. It was 80, 20, I guess. I I haven't looked into that much. I don't have that much knowledge about it, but from what I understand, There's no, no one's going to draw randoms anymore. It's going to go strictly to the high point folks. What's the point? What's the point? You're, you're likely in your whole lifetime. Never going to be the high point guy. Yeah, You'd never draw. Yeah. You would never draw. In my opinion, that's a, it's good for the residents because more residents will draw, but you're taking away the big money of non-resident funding. Yeah. They're going to lose a bunch of money. Yeah. That was dumb. A lot of money. Yeah. That was dumb. Because non residents drive all the revenue. Non residents drive all the revenue. I'm sure it's the eighty twenty rule. Eighty percent or twenty percent non residents drive eighty percent of the revenue. Yeah. For these out of state folks. So I'm glad I don't have a bunch of points over there. I put in for a few years at a time, but it was too expen too expensive in my mind. I'm glad I'm done. I'm done. I'm I'm not doing any more trophy species, and I was really thought I'd draw a shiris over there one day because it's one of the other states that you really have a chance to draw a shiris. Yeah, not anymore. Not anymore. It just it just sucks uh, the, with the growth and popularity of hunting. The opportunities decline, and this is the case in my opinion. Yeah. I don't know. There's a lot of upset people about it, spe- especially people that don't have max points. They're pretty upset about it because it it I, I would think that they feel like Wyoming Game and Fish took their money for all those years and just eliminated them. That that's what would suck is when you've spent all that money for all those years and you have 18 points and you know you'll never draw or whatever. Right. You're just like under max, you know, and you're, your your yeah. chances just got it, obliterated. Yeah, and again, I don't have enough knowledge of of it to know exactly what's going on, but um just doesn't seem that I don't know if they just had enough resident pressure to force that 90-10 Split from the residents that they eventually. Came. I don't. I don't know. I don't have enough details, but I would think it was because residents wanted more. But I can't imagine residents wanting more than 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 twenty percent. I think I feel like that's really generous. 80-20. Eighty twenty. Super generous. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't know what our Utah ones are. I don't either. So
1: well, Idaho kind of changed theirs all up. A couple of years ago with their non-resident tags i just remember thinking one of the tags i would get they changed it to a controlled amount and before it was unlimited and it's like you guys just cut your your income in half more than half for how many people how what you cut the tags to for what they were giving out and it's like they're trying to they're trying to please the residents but it's like there goes all your all your income because they're only charging like 30 bucks for a deer tag when I'm paying 300 and yeah. they cut the tags in half. And it was this kind of, it was going up, which it probably needed to be controlled a little bit, but for how much they did, it, it's like, well, there goes all your guys's income yeah. for the year. So it's, it's kind of these States are making non-resident hunting cost more. And then they're also eliminating all the tags for it too. They're making it less and less each year also. So I don't know. Yeah. Well, you said like hunting's getting more popular. The tag, the tags are getting, there's less and less tags, too, for us to find. So
0: Yeah, it's getting hard to draw a tag. This this is another one I've been seeing circulating and, and maybe, I don't know, it, it, too much depth about it, but lead ammunition and oh, fishing geez. tackle may be banned on all national wildlife refuges. That would suck. In, is that going to be a federal thing? And here, I'll read this. Because California's banned it. Yeah, California's
1: ammunition. already banned it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, this week the Sportsman's Alliance reported on a potential settlement between the federal government and environmental groups that would impact millions of hunters and anglers. Uh, the information about the potential lead ban was relayed during a virtual legal committee meeting for the Association of Fish and Wildlife Agencies. The administration is needlessly negotiating away millions of acres of land and opportunities for hunters and anglers to participate in the activities. And then, but yeah, it would be. This would apply to ammunition, sinkers, jigs, and other lures. Hmm, that's not good. It's just, and we're we're in a ammunition. I, I remember reading edge. on that yeah.
1: too because they're finding they're saying there's been a, in a certain eagle, bald eagle, they're finding a lot of lead in certain bald eagles, and this is the reasoning behind it. Well, there's in in, in some of it. Like, there's, I don't know which one it was for sure. That's I don't
0: co- know. copper bullets just don't perform like lead bullets. They don't kill. They don't transfer energy like lead. Uh, that would suck.
1: Yeah. So if they if they did it for, so they're gonna do it for.
0: How much lead does it take to poison a water source? I'd like to know. A lot. I would think a lot. Yeah. Think I know. enough bullets are gonna hit a water source to like the Boy Scout camp had issues, but they were shooting thousands of rounds a year for fifty years. Yeah. And it finally they finally found a little bit of an issue. And they cleaned it up. And by the way, this says, and this is all taking place without any consultation with hunters and recreational shooters who pay for conservation. So they're just, they've completely cut us out. Again, trying to just steamroll everything. Yep. Cut us out of our freedoms. Give us no opinion or, or any sort of say. Um, yeah, I think that if there's anything you guys, we can learn from this podcast is voice your opinion, stand up, participate in these groups that kind of protect our hunting rights and our freedoms. And don't let people take your freedoms or your hunting rights. Stand up and fight. Join our organizations that um, that support these hunting rights. I don't really have any off the top of my head. I, I have that. Uh, I mean, I know there's groups out there like Howl. I heard recently, and Hunters Nation. But I really don't know about other ones that protect freedoms. But uh, well, maybe we'll come to the next podcast and mention some groups that we feel like do a good job at this. But anyway, let's wrap up this episode. Exciting stuff. Wolverines, grizzlies, um, and then, you know, Washington bear season and other weird stuff going on. So subscribe to this podcast, leave us a review, share us on Instagram, help us grow. Um, and check out our YouTube channel. we got some awesome videos, hunt films, so on and so forth. And if you really want to support us, go to our gear store, pick yourself something up, you in return, Uh, we're not asking patreon and ask you to fund us and and all these other things but we are asking to support us with the store uh and you in turn get something back and that would be shirt hat vinyl harness uh rifle cover bow cover what have you and then also uh basemap basemap.com forward slash muley freak save yourself 20 percent off the number one gps in in hunting app in my opinion the best in hunting gps app tech so check it out catch you on the next one